Black Friday is just about here, and with it, the start of the holiday shopping season. So what can consumers expect this year as they search for deals? The key theme for this holiday season is value. That's our guest today, George Dumay. I mean, the consumers are feeling the pinch. They're cutting back on discretionary spending. The effect of 10 interest rate hikes trickling down through the economy. Retailers are ready for a softer demand environment compared to last year. You'll see more promotions, deeper discounts. George is a consumer products analyst at Scotiabank, and he'll talk with Armina Lagaya to break down what the retail landscape looks like as it gears up for one of its busiest seasons. He'll go into detail on what trends he's seeing and their impact on prices, why there may even be some optimism around how consumers are feeling this year. And he'll even tell us what Taylor Swift, the Paw Patrol, and diet drugs have to do with all of this. I'm Stephen Maurice, and this is Perspectives. Now, here's Armina Lagaya. George, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Armina. So you gave us a big picture sense in the intro about how this year's Black Friday might be shaping up, value being the big theme. What other kinds of trends or data are you seeing that might give us some clues as to how things might be shaking out this holiday season? What we saw last year was experiences away from goods. I think that was the trend. That's probably going to continue a little bit. Scotia credit card data suggests that travel spending and entertainment to be up 20% recently, movies 38%. Discretionary spending on goods were weaker. Apparel sales were only 3%. Home hardware was actually down 7%. You know, that trend is likely going to persist, I would say, into the holiday season. The Central Bank's Consumer Expectations Survey, that's something we follow, it says 25% of respondents plan to make big service purchases, like vacations and concerts, in the next six months. With only 10%, so quite a lot less, saying they plan on buying vehicles and durable goods like appliances and electronics. Can you offer any insight as to why more experiences than goods? Because in theory, if you're watching your budget, maybe you want things that'll stick around for a long time, get more use out of it. Or is that sort of a pent up wanting to get out there post-COVID? I would say it's pent up demand, believe it or not. Like we had a later reopening compared to some of the Americans, but people just want to get out of their homes. People still want to experience. People still want the restaurants. People still want to travel. People want the movies again. But, you know, it is going to slow down. We were seeing signs of it. So I wouldn't expect it to last too long, but it's still, I mean, we went through a really difficult period and I think people still mm-hmm. want to release in a way, I guess. Right. Good example of that, I guess, is Taylor Swift's tour. You know, you're seeing lots of people rushing to get tickets, buying hotels, flights even. So on one hand, you have the consumer trying to cut back on spending. But when it comes to something like that, they're willing to shell out. Yeah. Look, Taylor Swift mania has been incredible. You know, we're seeing it also with Barbie, right? We're seeing it with maybe Paw Patrol. Like it feeds in the narrative that I think people just are stuck staring at screens at home. They want to get out and they want to do things. Arguably, we're probably in this, you know, baseball analogy, we're probably in the seventh or eighth inning of that. Mm-hmm. I can't expect people to be able to spend like that forever. But even Beyonce, I think it was a year ago. Those are remarkable spending trends that we're seeing from some of the consumers that really want to experience these things. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to Black Friday. Are consumers going to be able to find some deals this year? Yeah, general, it's more deals for sure. And I think if you look at kind of pricing in terms of what's up and what's down, it'll give you a little bit of sense in terms of where you can see some of these promotions. But you know, in general, what we're seeing is the furniture, the household appliances, the electronics. Those prices are down because inventory is high. So if you're willing to dish out the big dollars this year, it's probably a good time to purchase a big ticket item. Prices for common gifts like clothing, footwear, toys, games, hobby supplies, they're pretty much about the same when compared to last year. Uh, cosmetics, <laughs> this is an interesting one for me. Folks tend to splurge more on smaller luxury items when times are tough. And prices for cosmetics are actually up 9%, 10% this year. So quite meaningful. 
I think in a way, it's almost like a game of chicken between the shopper and the retailer. When you say game of chicken, you mean retailers and consumers are both feeling the pinch. So it's like, which one blinks first? Consumers hold off till they see big deals. And then retailers are trying to avoid big cuts. Exactly. I think budgets are more constrained. You know, shoppers are more savvy. This year, I would say I would give the edge to consumers. Last year, it was a draw. The previous two years, I would say the, the retailers were on top. You know, this season in general, consumers, they're shopping earlier, mm -hmm. as early as October. They're shopping more in stores and they're patiently holding out for better deals. They're shopping in more value-oriented channels. Mm -hmm. The data we're seeing suggests slowing sales compared to last year as well. And we've seen that with Amazon's prime big deal days event in October. It's a two-day event, but there's been some noticeable declines there. So that's kind of the flavor of this year. If you're more value-oriented, if you're a discounter, if you're a dollar store, you're probably doing a lot better. If you're more focused on discretionary items and that's kind of what you sell, it can be a little bit more challenging for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not all bad news. Look, a lot of these retailers have had lower input costs. They've also had improved supply chains, lower transportation costs. And also wanted to make a note in general about the loyalty programs. Statistic I found really interesting, and that's that Canadians on average are part of 10 loyalty programs, which I thought was quite a large number. Retailers have more data than ever. They have greater analytic capabilities and stronger loyalty programs. So that'll give them useful tools in order to, you know, attract the consumer, bring them in for incremental sales and incremental profits. Do you think, or are you seeing data that indicates that consumers are also factoring those points into their spending plan for the holidays? Are they relying more on trying to get more bang for their buck with those points this year? Absolutely. It's all about value and what better way to buy stuff without spending your own money we're seeing more and more redemptions on points. And I would say in general, those redemptions have been towards more staple items, such as food. Mm -hmm. What's your take on how the consumer is feeling right now? Obviously, there's a lot going on. Inflation, higher interest rates, it's sort of tough out there. On average, I would say the consumer is financially worse off than last year. And look, the ones that aren't are certainly more cautious. You know, wage growth is up 5%. That's the positive. The negative is rents up almost 10%. Mortgage financing, if you've got one of those variable mortgages or you're refinancing, I mean, they could be up 30%. Food prices are up 6%. We're seeing deeper spending cuts on discretionary items in Ontario and BC, which are the provinces where people just have more debt. So you're, you're seeing that really start to bite in general. Again, the Bank of Canada Consumer Expectation Survey, folks expect high inflation interest rates to persist over the next 12 months. And they're just being more cautious as a result of that. Look, the most important metric we track for consumers is jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. That's something we watch carefully. And the unemployment rate was 5% earlier this year. It's coming close to 6%. That was the last read in October, which is similar to 2019 levels, so pre-pandemic levels. Look, it's not an alarming number, but mm -hmm. it is getting worse. And it's something that we're watching overall. You recently put out a report that kind of surprised me in the sense that consumers may be in a stronger position than maybe we think or expect. To me, it seems kind of counterintuitive to some of that sentiment we're hearing or the results that we're seeing from these surveys. Could you walk me through your thinking on this a little bit? Yeah, there's been a lot of dire headlines out there about the consumer. And like, look, the consumer is obviously, like I mentioned, it's obviously a challenge, but there's some green shoots. I mean, if you look at the value of homes in terms of equity since the pandemic, they're up you know, 15, 20, 25%. So when you come to refinancing, there is an opportunity to get some equity in there to offset the higher interest payments. So housing will be watched and it's kind of hanging in there. And also jobs, again, jobs, 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 they're doing really well. You know, 5%, 6% is the rate we can live with. Wage inflation is starting to normalize. It's starting to come down a little bit. You know, that gives ammunition to maybe the central banks next year to perhaps cut rates. So I think at this point, 
is just a lot of bad headlines making people more cautious. But it's an evolving situation and it could change on any given month, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we already talked about Black Friday deals in terms of gifts or maybe things for themselves. But another thing people tend to do around this time of year is spend on food, dining out or entertaining at home. So I'm wondering what can people expect in terms of prices out there this season? Yeah, I would say in general, the grocery stores, I mean, the last time we spoke, we were seeing signs of grocery inflation starting to moderate. I'm happy to report that the trend has continued in recent months. So September, food prices were up 6%, which seems like a big number, right? But they were up closer to 10% this spring. So we're seeing an improvement. Meat and poultry prices are growing in the 7 to 8% range. Sugar, confectionery, fats, oils, they're up in the 10% range. While fish and seafood and vegetables are closer to three to 4% range, you know, those prices are coming down. And what we are seeing more and more promotions in general mm -hmm. when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to grocery stores, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to move product to fill those tables. So I wouldn't expect promotions to go away anytime soon. And are people still dining mainly at home as opposed to in restaurants or what's the pattern there? Yeah, it's a good question. We saw a pretty big shift of stomach, if you will, when things reopened. Everybody was really heading out to the restaurants. If you look at inflation figures for the restaurants, they're surprisingly not really coming down. They're hanging in there. Again, that falls well into the experiences category. It's done really well. Mm -hmm. Restaurants have also been facing a lot of higher costs, be it food, be it labor, be it you know, insurance. And that's really impacted the business. And so they're struggling a little bit, I would say, in general. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing also more and more from the grocers is that there's a lot of traffic coming in for a home meal replacement or HMR, I guess. They'll come in for that and they'll grab something there instead of going to that restaurant. So like when a grocery store has ready-made meals at the counter for people to take for lunch or dinner, that kind of thing. Exactly. One surprising potential trend on food sales has been the weight loss drugs. Weight loss drugs. Okay. So that would affect food sales in the future? Yeah. Weight loss drugs have really caught a lot of interest, especially the headlines, GLP-1 drugs. And it's still early days. The impacts are not really obvious, but there's a long-term implication for food companies. And hmm. interestingly, when we saw all those headlines, we saw lower stock prices for, for food companies. Look, the data so far out there suggests that it does a good job in suppressing appetite, and it could actually cut daily calorie intake by as much as 15 to 30%. That's pretty meaningful. It's hard to know what the net impact could be, but you know, there's some estimates out there suggesting that it could reduce the overall calorie intake in the U.S., in the long term, by up to five to six to seven percent or so. So these are big numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Given that the impact is more long term in nature, food companies will have time to adapt. After all, it's a kind of a healthy diet trend. It's not a new concept for these companies, but it's certainly taking a lot of people by surprise pretty quickly here. Okay. One last question. Last year, when you came onto our podcast around this time, you had said that inflation was going to be the Grinch. What's your take on whether that is the case this year? Probably less so. We're seeing signs that things are improving on the inflation side, especially as it comes to food. Certain items like shelter are probably the worst of it. So maybe not a Grinch, maybe a Grinch this time around could be just the concerns around the headlines of things getting a little bit more difficult. But I like to think that we've passed the worst of it and hopefully we can see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. Thank you again, George, for coming back on the show. Always good to chat. Hey, a pleasure. I've been speaking with George Dumay, an analyst in equity research who covers the consumer product sector at Scotiabank. The Perspectives podcast is made by me, Armina Lagaya, Stephen Maurice, and our producer, Andrew Norton. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, scotiabank.com slash perspectives. We'll see you next time.